Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for listening to Is There a Way Out with your host, Aries Winans. I hope that you're having a great day wherever you are as you're listening to this podcast. I just wanted to come on really quick and share something that's been on my heart. During the global pandemic of COVID-19, where everyone is plagued with fear and anxiety, hopelessness for some is different levels of anxiety because a lot of places are now shelter in place. There's a lot of different lockdown orders going on in different states across the U.S., if not the majority of them by now. Um, our shelter in place and we can't gather, we can't do anything that is not of necessity anymore um, for some time to come. We don't know how long this is going to last, but that's what's troubling a lot of people. They feel stuck. They feel trapped. I just want to speak to that because even though this is something that we've, this is our new normal for now, where no one can do anything or go anywhere and we're all quote unquote prisoners in our homes but it's not it's not all bad it's really not it's a lot of good that's coming out of this but with the fear being so thick across the globe people have become prisoners of fear and anxiety the truth is that at some point we're all going to become a prisoner of something and we can really choose what that is During this time, I want to encourage you to, yes, absolutely look to the Lord for your source of joy, for peace, for life, and fulfillment of of joy. Everything that you could possibly desire is in Him. But I would encourage you to reflect on things that are good. I would encourage you to check on your elderly neighbors or those who you know live alone during this time or if you yourself live alone I encourage you to reach out to a friend have a video lunch date or a Netflix party or do something that's out of your comfort zone for the sake of reaching out to other people and for yourself not being isolated so I really want to encourage you to do that we don't have to live in isolation even during this time where we're on a pretty much a global lockdown. But I want to take it a step further. In the Bible, the Apostle Paul talks about him being a prisoner of Jesus Christ. He made himself a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I look at that in the same light of those who say they're coming out of the closet. And also those who say they're free. Um, if I were to title this... Um, message today it would just simply be be free because when you come out of the closet so to speak you're coming out into an open space from a door that was once closed you were hiding you were in isolation you were in a place or space where you felt by yourself whether it's because of rejection or fear or whatever it may be but I also know that once you come out of the closet there's still an aspect of most people in the LGBT community, excuse me, LGBTQ community that still live in isolation. They still live in fear. They're still uh, to themselves. They're still very reserved. They're still on their own island, so to speak. 
for whatever the reasons may be. And it may not even be because of people rejecting them. It could very well be because of how they view themselves or, you know, they reject themselves. Unfortunately, that is the case for a lot of people. I know myself when I was in that lifestyle, that was also my case. I was very isolated. Um, Although I was a very outgoing person, once the fun was over, the clubbing was done, drinking and smoking was done. Once the party was over, I went back into my proverbial closet. I went back to isolation because I was still not fulfilled. There were still things that I was looking for that I wasn't being fulfilled with the things that I was doing um, through sex and being drunk and partying and stuff. And I did all those things frequently and very hard. I, I partied hard. I laughed hard, which is laughing is good medicine. But I did a lot of stuff. It, I'm trying not to get spare you the details for the moment. But yeah, I did all that. But at the end of the day, I went back into my seclusion. But here, Paul talks about being a prisoner of Jesus Christ. When he wrote this, he was also chained to a prison guard. He was literally bound in a physical sense. But in a spiritual sense, he was saying that he was a prisoner of Jesus Christ, meaning he's choosing to be a prisoner of Jesus Christ. He's choosing to be in a place where he's abiding in in God and there's no other place that he can go or would rather go. There's freedom in Christ in submission, submitting to God. There is freedom. There's so much liberty in him, but living on the other side of him, on the outskirts of God, living outside of him, I'll say is bondage. Even though we look at it as you're being free, But sin enslaves and dominates. When we do things that are outside of God's will, we find ourselves entangled in sin, wrapped in sin. And we don't even know how deep we are in it until we try to get out of it. I can surely testify to this because of many times while I was in the lifestyle, when I was in the act sometimes or when everything was calm and cool and I found myself thinking back on the things that God had done for me and knowing that, you know, I should be in a better place. I really know I should stop doing what I'm doing because it's wrong. It's an, it's a sin. I know that I'm in sin and it wasn't all about the sexual sin, just my lifestyle and period did not glorify God. So even if I took away the homosexual aspect, I still could not say that my life glorify God I still cannot say that he was pleased with me therefore I say I was in sin and so I would find myself thinking I need to get back to God but trying to get out of it seemed intense and almost impossible at times it was a a struggle it felt like I was fighting and then once I got tired I'm like well what's what's the point of even trying trying to get to church get a flat tire on my way or, you know, I get into an argument with a friend at church or in the parking lot. It's like, I can't even. So what's the point? Every time I try or, you know, somebody at church does something to offend me, I'm trying to get the word. So, of course, the enemy is going to constantly combat you because he doesn't want you to hear the word. He doesn't want you free because the word says whom the son says free is free indeed. 
He does not want you to know what it really means to be free. Because when you come out of the closet, that's not freedom. That's another level of bondage. But we don't know until we try to come out of it. Once we try to even think about leaving it, you get bombarded with all these thoughts of why and who's going to say this about you. And what were they thinking? You're crazy. And where were you going? Who's going to love you? And all these things. Try it. And then you'll understand what I'm saying. But the good news is God is able to break every chain of bondage that we're in. So it doesn't matter what it is. The blood of Jesus has power to break every chain that's over our lives. So I want to admonish you today. I want to encourage you today to seek God, to give your life to him. Determine in your heart that you're going to become a prisoner of Christ. The one who died for you, the one who who gave his life so that you can have life in that more abundantly so that you can know the fullness of joy so that you can have peace so that you can experience eternal life with him by surrendering your life with him. It's so much better with him than it is without him. On another note, something else that's been on my heart and it, it really breaks my heart is all of the commercials that I see now that are advocating for uh, pills and different pharmaceutical drugs that suppress um, AIDS, HIV uh, symptoms. And the the majority of the commercials are targeting LGBTQ by using LGBTQ persons in the commercial showing that basically this is what I get from it you can do everything that you want to do contract these diseases if you don't already have them if you do get them it's okay because we have this drug that's going to help to suppress it but the side effects are you know liver failure heart attack you can have an aneurysm stroke you can have high blood pressure low blood pressure you may have suicidal thoughts or you may die I'm not saying I would rather have it or use the drugs. I'd rather not get it at all. But it's it's advocating the behavior, the risky behavior that will in turn kill you is what I'm saying. It breaks my heart because it sells a false message of hope or, you know, another level. of Oh, I can still have fun. I can still do it. And they got this drug. It's going to be all right. And I can still have fun. Like, no, it's deception. It's set up to deceive you, to keep you in a place of bondage that will further hurt you and keep you in the place that you're in. It's another level of blinding you. And it breaks my heart because I'm like, this is not true. This is not right. This is not going to help anyone. And it, it just really hurts my heart. Because of what they're doing and who they're, who they're targeting and the flip side of that, how it's not going to help in the end. What was re- what's really going to help is salvation in Christ Jesus, is allowing the Lord to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, is allowing his blood to wash us with hyssop and make us whiter than snow for us to repent, humble ourselves and repent to God because we need a savior. We need saving. We need healing. We need him to be 
the fulfillment of our joy, our peace, our everything, that loneliness, deep-seated loneliness in your heart that you may feel. That's a God-sized void, as some singers and songwriters say, that only God can feel, and it's true. I know for myself that I've tried to fill it with everything else, but found myself still wanting more. I, I was never fulfilled until I gave my life to Christ. Never, nothing ever helped that I've tried. Nothing else. And I just want to leave that with you to encourage you. You don't have to be a slave or a, a prisoner to fear. You don't have to do what fear tells you to do, which is isolate yourself. Don't tell anyone how you're feeling. Don't reach out for help. Don't call them. Don't go around them because they're going to judge you. They're going to think you're an idiot or you're stupid or you're incapable, which is not true. That's not who God created you to be. The enemy will always paint a picture that's totally opposite of what God has created you for and who he's called you to be. So my prayer today is that you would cry out to God. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling helpless and hopeless, if you're feeling isolated to the point where you can't breathe, I pray that you will call on the name of Jesus Christ. The only name that is able to save us. He's an, he has a name above every name. That means Jesus' name trumps every other name in the earth. Everything that can be named. Meaning his name is above cancer. His name is above anxiety. His name is above depression. His name is above uh, schizophrenia. His name is above heartache. His name is above Every name that can be named among men. His name is higher than that. So we want to exalt his name. If we need help, we don't look to anything else. We look to him who is the author and the finisher of our faith, meaning he's the one who made us. He's the one who's going to see us through to the end. He has a plan for your life that was created before you were even born. He loves you. He adores you. He wants you to spend eternity with him. So my prayer is that you make that your choice today, even as you're listening to this, as you have purpose in your heart to try God. Even if you've gone away from him, my prayer is that you will come back to him. This is the perfect season for that. While we have so much more time. Before, we didn't have time to go to church because of our work schedules. We didn't have time to study the Bible. We didn't have time to, you know, seek God and pray and journal and listen and all those things. But now we have time. So I pray that you will take time to listen to God. Talk to him and listen to him. Enjoy his presence. Surrender to him. Watch sermons online. A lot of churches across the nation are now having service online. So you can go to anybody's church right now. Just be careful of whose uh, table you're eating from. But yes, still go to church. Now, none of us have any excuses. We still have time. Just get up, get online and watch service. Hear the word of the Lord. Take heed. Humble yourself. Repent to God. It's a beautiful exchange. Him taking your pain and giving you joy and healing. Oh, just let it happen. I pray that you would do this today. I pray that you will make your calling and election sure and say that I want to become 
a prisoner of Christ, no longer a prisoner of fear, doing things that I don't want to do, but I want to be free in Christ. I want to know what love really is. I want to know what freedom really is. So I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, above all things, that you would surrender your life to him, surrender your heart to him, fall in love with him today. He's already loved you before you even knew that he was. He's always been. He always will be. And he will always be in love with you. So I pray that if this message bless you, that you will take time afterward to spend time with God. Hear what he has to say about you. He's waiting for you. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen.